Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma, and we're both card-carrying members of the Infertility Club. Bad news. Oh, what's the bad news? This is our penultimate episode <gasps> of this series. Oh, what the fuck? I know. We need some sort of like pre warning for that kind of info. I know. We haven't really talked about it yet, this series. Yeah. But, um, You're like, Gabby, you knew this was coming to yeah. an end soon. Why, <laughs> yeah, why, why are you, you reacting why like this? Are you surprised? <laughs> the, the listeners can be surprised. <laughs> No, but I like it. You're like, um, you're being empathetic on their behalf. I am. It's, yeah. That's true. Um, yeah, guys, we're almost up for series three. Yeah. Um, Can you believe we've done three series? I can't believe it. It's that's amazing. like something like 60 odd episodes. Mm. Oh, I've loved all, every minute of it. Have you? Yeah, I have. Yeah? Yeah. It's, okay. it's changed my life. Even the mean reviews? Even the mean reviews. So you don't think we've had any mean reviews? This the time. fact that someone has got something mean to say about me at all. Oh, it's, it's, it means you've found your amazing. place in the world. It means I've found my voice. You found your voice. <laughs> Even if people don't like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been incredible and has changed my life. And that's not me being um, f- facetious. Oh, it really has. It's changed my life as well. And we've got a little bit more information next week about how much it's changed our lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Wait for that one, guys. Um, yes, that is sad news. Yeah. But in happier news... We're sat next to each other. We are sat next to each other. <laughs> Can you hear our voices? Oh, just my like, God. Hurrah! It's just such joy. It is utter joy. I'm in your living room, watching the cars go past. Yeah, some atmospheric uh, noises there. Sorry, yeah. guys. Um, yeah, we've been doing some videos. We have. We've been just putting on lipstick. We have. For each other. Yeah, like we the have. Like the old times. I got some of my teeth. You did. Mm. I told you. Yeah. Because I'm nice like that. Because you're a good friend. <laughs> friends don't let friends have lipstick on their teeth on YouTube. They don't, mate. They no. really don't. Um, yeah, it's very nice. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What have I been doing this week? Um, not very much. I actually can't remember what I've been doing. Okay, cool. What have you been doing? Um, I've been working. Oh yeah, of course. Um, that's Oof. cool. It's still, it's very weird working from home. I like, I don't want to go on about it. Everybody's working from home, mm, but yeah, it's it's still a like a big deal to me. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I um, I've been I had I had a panic attack um, about work, um, which was fun. <laughs> yeah, so and you I've, opened up on Instagram. 
Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't great. No. But I did make a, get a replacement outfit for the suit that I sent back for my birthday. Oh, it's such a nice... I haven't even talked to you about that. Yeah. Um, Salmon-coloured pants. They're great trousers, yeah. Uh, a lovely white blouse. Yes. Really yeah. professional. Um, and I put a picture on Instagram, which I couldn't even be asked to put makeup on or brush my hair. I just thought, do you know what? Let's just... Take a picture now. This looks great. It did look I great. I didn't want to get any makeup on the shirt as well because no. it's white. And God, I was yeah, like, if absolutely. I, before I've even worn it, get makeup on this shirt, I'll be furious. Oh, God, that would be awful. It's the kind of shit that I do. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Do you know the scarf trick? No. What's well, it's not, it doesn't really apply to shirts, but when you um, are putting on something white or something that might get makeup on it, you put a scarf mm. over your face. Put a scarf over your face. Yeah, you put a scarf over your face, and then mm. you don't. You get makeup on the scarf and not. Oh, that's very clever. Yeah. Very smart. Um, well, I'll know that for when I actually start wearing the shirt. If that ever happens, well, I'm going to be wearing it for the the photo shoot. When is the photo shoot? I don't know. We need to organise it okay. in the next few weeks, hopefully, while my hair still looks alright. I'd like to see all the pictures and help you choose the okay. final ones. Sure. For the no website. worries. Okay. Great. And then, of course, because we all work from home now, I'll never have to wear it again. No. Great. True. Money well spent. <laughs> I think I've decided that for work, even though I'm sitting at home and I could could be in my pants or just like it and a nice top and mm. my pants, mm. um, I'm going to start like dressing quite smart, like maybe putting on a pair of heels. I think it does amazing things for your psyche, even if you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like it gives, puts you in the frame of mind. Like I actually have a rule where if I'm doing work, I need to have a shower and get dressed before I start. Otherwise That's I will all go to shit. John, um, John has seen me in work mode for the first time ever and has concluded that I am a bitch. <laughs> well, I've seen you in work mode many times yeah. and can confirm that you're definitely not. <laughs> He's like, is this what you're like at work? No wonder everyone hates you. I was oh, like, no oh, one hates gosh. me. Where did you get that one yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you pulling that one from? Yeah, you just made that up, pal. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. You're not a bitch at all. You're great, to work. You're great to work. We wouldn't be still friends if true. I had not enjoyed working with you. It's true, it's true, it's true. There you go. Um, should we talk about the episode? We probably should, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so this week, oh, I really enjoyed this interview. And I say I, because I was the only one doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to sit this one out because basically I was at my local coffee shop getting a latte <laughs> with another friend and Emma rang me and was like, are you joining this interview or what? And I was like, huh? <laughs> what? I'd completely <laughs> forgotten that we were doing a record and um, so I'd, I wasn't there, guys. I think it's on me. I should have reminded you. You'd had a bad night. I had had a bad night. My brain was all over the place. I had also recently had a panic attack, so I wasn't in the best place no. for um, organisational skills. Me calling you and... Telling you that you're missing something. What you didn't doing? Help. It didn't help. I did. I was like, oh god. The girl that I was with was Gabby. Don't worry. I'm sure she's not going to mind. I don't think it's a problem. Like you'll be fine. I, I was like, mind. I've got my life is falling apart around me. <laughs> um, I, I didn't mind. Okay. Well, should we tell them what interview? Nor did she because I okay. wasn't there. So I, I was talking to Martha Goddard. She's the co-writer and director of All Our Eggs, which is a series of micro shorts. Um, as in short films, not not, not shorts, not you, tiny uh, that show trousers. No, no, okay. no. Um, it's available in it on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and it's really cool. So it's about a woman called Charlie, um, and it's kind of chronicling her infertility journey, mm-hmm. um, her and her husband. And it's the thing that really blew my mind, and I do talk about this a little bit in the conversation with her, is that they pick out these moments, these forty-five second moments of 
horrendousness of infertility. Mm. And it made me realise that really infertility is just a series of shit moments and long waits. Mm. They can't Mm -hmm. chronicle the long waits. They can chronicle the like, it's got things like her having an awkward call with her mother-in-law and her like taking a pregnancy test and Mm. her, like, I mean, again, we talk about this in the interview, but the very first shot is her with a bit of cervical mucus just stretching it between her. Oh my God fingers it's really gross but really what do they use oh actually oh, me and martha did talk about okay that. well let's yeah. not let's not ruin it yeah so um and also if you're like a media nerd like me um the the idea of kind of putting out a, a series on you know on instagram on social media is mm. really interesting especially because there is such a strong community around this stuff it's very cool man. yeah very very cool um so there you go um just a note because it's another zoom call she used a backup recording so there's quite a few kind of interesting bangs and crashes during it i've taken out as many as i could but uh yes it's it's not the high quality you hear now i'm sure it's fantastic (laughs) (laughs) Um, and liz and nick oh they've taken one step forward and two steps back two big steps back yeah yeah it's, it's um IVF is frustrating, man. It is. Um, so yeah, listen yeah. to what's happened to them. Hope you're okay, guys. Yeah, um, lots of love to those guys. Yeah, and then Professor Tim is talking about disposing of embryos. Yes, because I, I was wondering about this. I've got three embryos in mm. the freezer. I've got three. Oh, racy. oh wow, mm-hmm. Jesus, that's mm-hmm. nuts. That's for the next series. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, what do you do with them if you decide you don't want to try? Like, what's next? Yeah, yeah. So Professor Tim's talking about that a little bit. Excellent. The other thing to say is that um, there is a new campaign called No Words by a lovely woman called Katie, who is at Without Otterly on Instagram. And the campaign is all about trying to raise awareness of baby loss and to kind of help people to understand what to say if it's something they haven't experienced themselves and and to kind of open up the conversation a little bit. And she's selling some really gorgeous t-shirts with hashtag no words on that I encourage everyone to go and seek out. Yes, we should seek out. We should seek them out. Yes, indeed. Um, Okay, so without further ado, should we go on with the episode? Let's. Before you do that, you can rate and review us. And subscribe to us. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And follow us on the Instas. At Big Fat Negative. And the Twitters. At Big Fat Negative. And the Facebook. 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 Right, just had a workout, so I'm feeling yeah. a little bit sweaty. Well, you know. Yeah. You know, I just do all the lifting. Yeah. Good. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your uh, congratulations there. You're welcome. <laughs> so. Wait, didn't last... I get congratulations? For what? I did the workout too. But you didn't say that. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, congratulations <laughs> to you. Too late now. For the, for the workout that the people didn't even know that, you, even know that you'd oh, done. No. You've got to big yourself up in these things. Yeah. You know, get the compliments in. Shocking. Look, you're just completely taken away from all things anyway. necessary to what we're discussing today. Anyway. Would you like to tell the general public... What's happened since last week's what episode? What's happened? 
Well, we had another... I forget the reason for the appointment now. It seems everything seems to be so blurry. Well... But the appo- we had another appointment. We had another appointment. But before we get to the other appointment, what happened after um, we had the mock transfer? The successful mock transfer, can I just say? What did happen after? <laughs> can you you give were me, there. Can you give me a clue? <laughs> well, there was a bit of egg drama, wasn't there? There was egg transportation drama. Oh, yeah. I know, it feels like so yeah. long ago. <laughs> I would never have guessed that. Really? No. Oh, it's like literally in the forefront of my yeah. mind. I'm so glad that you're involved in this. I am involved. <laughs> you were involved in the email inside of stuff. That's true, yeah. So I think I left it last time that I had desperately emailed some people to um, plead to them to get our eggs down to the London Women's Clinic in time for us to start the cycle. Um, and... At one point, I think I was emailing and calling both the London Women's Clinic and the London Egg Bank yep. several times a day. I didn't even get that kind of attention. No, you don't. Because <laughs> you haven't got my eggs. Hmm. So, you know. <laughs> I can only handle one side of this. <laughs> um, yes. So, the day that I had an email to say, your eggs will be at the London Women's Clinic on Monday, was like the greatest gift I could have had. It was. So thankfully, the eggs arrived. We had had, can I just back up the truck a bit to say that we'd had confirmation from them, the London Women's Clinic, that if my eggs or the eggs hadn't been there prior to cycle day one, they would not have been able to go ahead. Dun, dun, dun. So I was really desperate to get these eggs to the right place. Um, And thankfully... They are now in our fridge. (laughs) Not our fridge. Mm. I mean, our fridge is quite big. So, and I don't think eggs are that big. Yeah, we have. We got those little spaces that in the door for eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to just ring them up and get them to shift them off the house? Oh, they're there now. Fair enough. So yes, thankfully the eggs arrived safe and sound, um, in Cardiff. So we were really pleased. Um, add to the excitement. They're um, in the same city. Yay! It's a good step. Whoop whoop. A big step. Um, and then post-egg um, delivery, did we have to do more signing of stuff? I don't know about that, but we had the most depressing training video we had to work our way through that's what i mean so having spent a substantial amount of money on some eggs and being several years into the process yeah we then got sent a how ivf works module yeah (laughs) an online module where an american lady told us that effectively our um probability of having any eggs to transfer following fertilisation is sweet F.A. Yeah. How people get pregnant. (laughs) It was the most depressing thing I have ever watched in my entire life. I mean, on the flip side, we we had a chat about it, didn't we? And we were like, would we have... Would we not have done this if we'd seen the depressing video prior to purchasing the eggs? And I think that we concluded that we probably wouldn't have. (laughs) 
don't know. I think it was. It's always. It would always be in the back of your mind. Yeah, I definitely feel like we had to do it, didn't we? I think we had to have that closure. Um, but I rather, I would rather have not yeah. seen that. Yeah, it provided no useful. No. <laughs> and it I fact, wasn't getting a qualification out of it. You, even though you had to answer questions, I would no, have. There's no liked, MVQ. I was going to say I wanted a certificate yeah. at least for completing it. But yeah, I mean, it was it was awful. It was really very upsetting. And the tiny shred of hope that I may have had following the successful mock embryo transfer was thoroughly quashed. <laughs> know your place. <laughs> Realise that this is never going to happen for you. Uh, yeah, so that was awful. Um, and following the world's most depressing IVF module... Um, which we didn't get a qualification Which on. we didn't get a certificate for. Not even qualified to high-five the doctor. <laughs> I don't think they'd let you near enough to oh. her to high-five her, to be fair, with the corona. Wear a glove. Do you want... Maybe you should, <laughs> maybe you should put that to her. As penance for making me watch this, <laughs> I will high-five yeah. you with my bare hand. Um, yes, so then... Sorry, we went off on a bit of a tangent there. Mm. Um... Then my period arrived. Hooray! Yay. So, obviously, straight on the phone to the clinic to deliver the good news. Glad tidings. Periods arrived. Um, and obviously had to check uh, when it arrived specifically because there's the whole AM, PM thing. So it arrives in the PM, then it's actually the following day counts as cycle day one. If it arrives in the AM, that day counts as cycle day one. Got the IVF trivia for you there. And so they booked us in. I say they booked us in, they booked me in uh, for a scan. So off we trotted once again to Cardiff City Centre, um, popped my mask on. So I bought fresh that day. Yes. No. What? Had I really bought? That's not anything to the story, but no. I thought it was a coincidence that I just happened to. No, that was the time before. That was the time before. I was going to say you didn't buy two sets of masks. I did put in one go. Yeah, there was no, there was no two separate mask incidents. Just to be clear, single masks. Um. Yeah. So. I off I went again. You were really keen to be there, albeit outside. Face against the window. Yeah. <laughs> Is she okay? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so went in for a scan. Um, where I I was feeling quite nervous actually. Um, I don't know why. I think I just anything with IVF now just fills me with. Serious dread and anxiety. (laughs) Um, And it turns out I was right to be anxious because I have a cyst on my ovary. Um, And when they delivered the news about the cyst, it was on the case of, well, we don't really know if it's going to impact your cycle or not. Um, 
cue me thinking we do know because it's me and things are never straightforward um yeah, don't worry doctor i'll take it from here <laughs> yeah i can tell you exactly what's about to happen um so they had to take a blood test to determine whether or not the cyst was active or not um basically whether or not it was producing hormones uh which would then impact on um any medications that i was taking for the cycle so I had to wait for 24 hours to get the results and start taking medications just in case things weren't going to go tits up. Um, so yeah, cue whatever it was, 400 odd quid on some blood tests and some drugs. Well, um, you could have just said, put those drug tests away. Yeah. I can tell you right now. I can tell you this minute. Just believe you me. Yeah. Never mind. I've been here before. Um, I did that qualification earlier. <laughs> yeah. Hand me my certificate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so as you could probably tell, it was not good news and it is a hormone-producing cyst. So... I started to think they're just making these things up now. Probably. They just want to get all of our money. <laughs> just like it. As much money as possible. Do you think that if we just keep having like cancelled cycles, they'll feel sorry for us and mm. refund us all of our money for the donor eggs? <laughs> um, yeah, so unfortunately, it is a cancelled cycle. We were really hoping to be able to um, kind of share treatment with you guys, but unfortunately, is... it is not to be. Um, Hopefully it won't be delayed by too much, just we won't be, it won't be next week. <laughs> no. Um, so, the basically they've given me uh, three weeks of the pill, so I'm back on good old microgynon, which I have not taken since I was about 18. Oh me. Um, how did you find it? Any yeah. side effects? No. I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Sure. I don't know what I meant to feel. I thought I'd just keep it up and just see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, so three weeks of the pill and then back to see whether or not this sister's buggered off. We should state that you're in perfect health, though. It oh, doesn't I'm... affect your health. No, no, I'm totally fine. And I think it, the sister... Which is the main part. Calm. Yeah, sister really common. Um, and I think part of me is grateful that they are making sure that, you know, the, the next steps that we do take are yeah. the, the best steps. Um, by that, I mean, you know, we're giving ourselves the best chance to hopefully um, get somewhere when we do finally get to the point of doing actual doing treatment. Um, plus, we've been doing the body coach, haven't we? We've been doing the body coach for the last couple of months. So it gives... See, it was relevant talking about the workouts at the start. Oh, sorry, congratulations for that. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've been doing that, so we, we're, I'm glad that we can carry on with that and keep, keep that going to the end, get to the end of the three-month cycle. Yep, might as well. So I'm, re I'm trying to find, I'm finding some silver linings yep. here. Um, and don't get me wrong, I felt really sad about it. Yeah. I felt quite down about it. Um, and It's just another delay. It is. It is, and it just kind of almost reinforces that you feel a bit foolish to hope because 
there's there's those roadblocks yeah, always again. when you're not worried about something yeah. it's always when you yeah um but we also found out something about your involvement in the process when it does go ahead would you like to share i kind of already knew my is this about me why i might have to go in and do it yes yeah yeah but there might be other men who I don't want other men in there. <laughs> there might be other men who listen to this who would find it informative to know. It very much is my Everest. It is. It is. So, um, in case you didn't understand... I'm stressed that, out at the best of times. I know. I know. Um, yeah, in case you didn't kind of get that. Um, so, Nick tends to do his sample at home. Um because you do get quite anxious about it, don't you? Quite rightly so, because it is very pressured. Um, and because Imagine of... having to do something like that directly before an exam. That's all I can compare it to. Yeah. You've got to do... This is what you've got to do before you step into the exam hall of a really important exam. Yeah, I know. I know. I wish How I could... romantic do you feel? <laughs> I wish I could... I wish I could, you know... I don't know. I was going to say do it for you, but I can't do that, so... But I, you know, I can't imagine how difficult it must be, how like stressful it must be for you. Um, but basically, what they've said is because of the corona, they don't know whether or not you're going to be able to do the sample at home, um, as before. Um, so they did say that they were going to speak with the embryology team and the lab team to see what they could do. There she is. Oh, good, man. You're interrupting the podcast. Um, hey, dear. She's just prowling. Um, yeah, so they're going to speak to the sort of the embryologists and things to find out whether or not there is an alternative. I don't know what that alternative would be. Um, and, yeah, but they were very much like, you need to prepare him for the fact that he might have to do it here. Which makes it sound even worse. <laughs> makes it sound even more stressful. So, yeah. So that's basically what's happened to us in the last few months. Indeed. A few months? A few weeks? It's felt like months. It has felt like months, to be fair. Um, luckily, no major side effects from the pill. Um, I've been a bit tired, but I don't think... I think that's just general life, to be honest. Um, and I've got a couple of weeks left to go, and then... We'll see what happens. I'm reasonably confident that if not this month, next month, we're going to be able to go ahead. Yeah. Um, because I did have a cyst before, didn't I, with the NHS. And they wanted to put me on the pill as well. Um, and I did refuse that time because the pill historically made me gain weight. And obviously, as we know, I was doing some drastic dieting to get down to satisfy NHS requirements. No more of that. So that's that was my kind of reasons for refusal. Um, but it did, did go away on its own after a couple of cycles. So I'm kind of thinking worst case scenario, two cycles. But you never know. Fingers crossed. Shit continuously hits the fan. So yep. we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's the update from us. And Gert. And Gert, who's kicking up a fuss in the background. Um, I hope you have really good weeks, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon.
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's so nice to have you on all the way from Australia. Yes, it's so lovely to be chatting with you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you're definitely our most distant guest. Oh, yeah, delightful. <laughs> um, so we usually start by asking guests about their, their journey. But um, this interview is a little bit different. So I guess the first, uh, my first question would be tell us about all our eggs. Yeah, terrific. So All Our Eggs is a micro short series exploring a couple's rocky ride towards mm-hmm. parenthood. Uh, so told through the perspective of Adrienne Pickering, uh, who plays Charlie. Yeah, uh, She's in her mid-30s when she decides she is ready to start to have a baby uh-huh. and um, discovers that there's some fertility issues for both her and her husband. Yeah. And while I personally don't consider your mid-30s to be very old, <laughs> it's like positively geriatric in fertility terms, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, then ensues the um, five-year journey uh, through everything from Chinese herbs, acupuncture, oh. yoga positions, sex on schedule, and of course, the big guns, IVF. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of shots of her with her legs in, in the air, which <laughs> I think it's, it's relatable yes. content, highly yes. relatable content. Um, I, I mean, so tell me, the, the um, project is based on Legs Up and Laughing, which is a memoir by Vanessa Bates. Yes. Um, what drew you to it? What what made it interesting to you? Yeah, so um, my producer, Dan Pritchard, and I were looking for uh, the next project mm-hmm. to work on together. And he handed me a copy of Vanessa's book. And it's a very intimate, biting memoir of uh-huh. her experience of going through IVF. And what struck me was, um, I guess, some of the really big themes in this material, in this situation, this journey was 
the injustice of infertility, yeah. um, the, the powerlessness, the fact that there's this very disturbing truth about life that when it comes to the big things, we're really not in control oh, of our own lives. Yeah. You know? And no matter how much wanting or commitment to, to doing it right um, or money you throw at it or effort, it just doesn't matter there's something else at play. It's luck. It's the universe. It's a, it's a really interesting space where science and faith intersect. Um, so for yeah. all of these reasons, I found it incredibly relatable and, and cuts to the core of the human experience. Yeah. Um, and also on a personal level, it was a very sobering read. <laughs> I was um, in my 30s and I had these very romantic notions of how this was all going to play out. Okay. I hadn't met someone I wanted to have a baby with yet, mm-hmm. which I think is a um, pretty common scenario these days. And um, I just assumed that all that would fall into place. You know, if yeah. it needed to be 10 years from now, that would be fine. Yeah, because celebrities was... do it at 50, so... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah totally. And they're yeah. just, you know, I did yoga. I was uh, I was a vegetarian. I was doing all the right things. Great. And, and really, it means nothing. <laughs> the big, big picture of it. Yeah. So... So, look, I, I also loved the tone of Vanessa's book. So, mm-hmm. this, you know, there's some pretty heart-wrenching, dark stuff in there, big philosophical themes, but it was also very funny yeah. um, in a very, very biting way. It's, it's humor-masking pain. It was her exploring the absurdities of the situations um, that are synonymous with an experience of infertility. And I just thought... Yes, this this topic affects so many women and so many couples and so many of my friends and family yeah. that it needs to be discussed in a myriad of different um, in a myriad of different ways. And I I knew that if I was coming onto this project um, without a personal experience of of IVF or of infertility, I definitely needed to embark on a very thorough research phase. Mm-hmm. I really had to be truthful um so i i interviewed i just sort of threw my net out to to find people one degree of separation away that would talk to me about their journey and i was inundated with women that were um so generous with their story and uh, really nothing was too off limits for me to ask they were like look ask away we want to see something on screen because everyone echoed how isolating the experience felt and you know it affects so many people that that's just not right that there's any layer of taboo around this topic anymore so I and I think art at its best is there to connect and to inspire empathy and to help people not feel so alone mm-hmm. with their feelings. Yeah, you're you know, right. Because it is such a it is such a common experience now. And what I was struck from with with listening to dozens and dozens of women's story, and these are we're talking like several hour long interviews where I'm crying along. Yeah, with they're them. crying as well. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's huge, and every um, story was unique. 
but every story had echoes of each other. Like there was absolutely beats that everyone, um, things that everyone said, words everyone used, things that were absolutely truthful and synonymous with this like experience. What? Oh, like, like one at the top of my head, without exception, everyone talked about how much they hated getting the advice. Just relax. Oh my God, yes, it's a classic. Yeah. Oh my God, the free advice. Oh, the that free people advice. Just, they're just, they're trying to be helpful, yeah. right? And it's the worst because you can't just smack them in the face. You have you to like, to. Oh, thank you yeah. very oh, much. Oh, well, That's really I haven't tried that, no. Oh, yeah, I know what one woman said. Oh, okay. I mean, Christ, if, if it was as simple as sit back and relax, I would be so fucking pregnant. <laughs> like, yes, I, I hear you. Oh, so God, yeah. there was also this sense that, um, I suppose on a serious note, that if uh, for the women who had gone through multiple rounds, so if it hadn't mm-hmm. worked kind of first go, which for, you know, that was a few lucky women's story, which mm-hmm. was fabulous, but for a lot of women it didn't and. They would describe infertility as a sort of madness um, inspired by all the waiting, all the hoping. It's just exhausting um, Uh how drawn out the process is. Um, This is kind of emotional torture, just waiting to see if there's, you know, room for more hope. Um, Things that you don't even know can happen, like, for instance being not not pregnant so you can go through all of this and then get a test and the test result is a little bit ambiguous it's like well there's pregnancy hormones in there but it doesn't mean you're pregnant because they're not very high but it also means you're not so look we'll just try again in a week it's like it's schrodinger's pregnancy (laughs) it's like a fence sitting embryo like jesus (laughs) i know and what's especially if you've gone through ivf and you've dealt with all that to then be told that you might be pregnant you're like what the fuck you're just never allowed to be happy excited (laughs) there's always these you're always on the tip you know and so i found that stuff it's so harrowing but you're kind of on this knife's edge of comedy and tragedy all yeah. the way through. You yeah. know? It's just wild. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that sums up most people's journeys quite nicely, actually. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty, pretty good summary of all the messy. interviews we've ever done. Um, so the first shot of the pilot is quite... It's quite confronting. It's the protagonist, Charlie, just like really <laughs> up close to the camera with... Um, cervical mucus stretching between her hands Mm -hmm. my first question Mm -hmm. is what did you use to create egg white (laughs) cervical mucus yeah look it's great isn't it um i wanted to i wanted to open the series with a very visceral message visceral and viscous oh yes Yes. viscous exactly (laughs) and look i think it's clag glue like the old-fashioned clag glue mixed in with something else. I can't remember what the like secret ingredient was. There was something else in there that the designer had, but she, yeah. Oh my yeah, God, that's amazing. Together. Has she ever yeah. been asked to create egg white cervical mucus before? 
No, she no. thought that was just amazing and took that on board and did some test runs and sent me pictures of various shades oh and viscosity of, of textures because we really wanted to get that right. <laughs> I feel like you did. Um, what, yeah, I mean, what, what made you decide to start on such a kind of, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? I guess confronting is it, image. Like, uh, yeah, look, intense. I... It is very intense, mm. but that is an honest um, way to describe this experience. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, look, I think it's going to say we're not going to hold back. We're taking you behind the curtain of what it is to experience infertility. This is that particular Um, situation was described to me by a friend she was just kind of casually talking about how um she just goes and checks she she hasn't had time to go to the chemist to buy an actual kit to check so she just runs her own checks yeah um actually quite often more um, it's more accurate apparently yeah Mm. yeah yeah just listening to and responding to your body so um i thought yes that's the perfect way to say you know, you're going to get your feet wet. <laughs> you're going to, like, dive in. You're getting a deep dive of all the intricacies that I think it speaks to an audience uh-huh. that know and are doing this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't – I'm not worried about the rest. This is our audience. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's really great to actually get a perspective from someone, from yourself, who's, like, you know, like, I'm putting this in the little air quotes, but, like, an outsider. Um, sure. Because often I think – you know, even on BFN, we can become a bit of an echo chamber sometimes. Sure. So it's yeah, great to yeah, get somebody sure. who's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's mental, actually. It's completely. Oh, but I think that's what maybe that um, I wasn't colored by my own experience. Yeah. So I was really open and sponge like to um, hear these stories. Yeah. And everything in the series is written from a place of truth. So yeah. it is based on no one woman's experience. It's been cherry-picked through, you know, all of the many interviews I had. It would be like, that is a great point. That is a terrific line. That is just, that keeps coming up in every interview. It has to go in. So, you know, I was sort of listening to these things and I was also going to IVF clinics and I was, um, I had you know, interviews with specialists and said, okay, talk me through, what would you do to me if I were, if I mm-hmm. came to you? And this was, so I sort of asked them to role play with me. I, um, I got kind of a plethora of different, uh, attitudes and voices oh, when yeah. it came to doctors. Like, I think, yeah, they're, you know, that's a unique <laughs> situation right there. <laughs> Choosing the right It's a great doctor. relationship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? These cavalier kind yeah. of doctors where it's the most invasive moment yeah. of your life. Um, so I thought, yeah, and I actually went in and watched an ICSI process. So oh, wow. I, I got to go and watch God, them. It's, you know, it's so, so fascinating that, you know, there I am just sitting watching the sperm and then she smashes the tail of the sperm. And I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? She's like, oh, it's all right. The DNA's in the head and just kind of sucks that up. Um, it, it helps them actually target the right, you know, the right sperm, the best sperm. Wow. And then just watching this big, glorious egg in comparison to these tiny little dopey sperms <laughs> and then just stabbing it into the guts of the egg and, you know, it just feels so brutal and yeah. primal. But then it's also 
so magic looking at a five-day-old blastocyst yeah. that, you know, um, it, science the science of IVF has come a long way, but it's still not a magic bullet. And, no. you know, there's still, it's up to the sperm and the egg. You know, there's some kind of something that's happening there, an intelligence that, that we don't have control of that's deciding. And then you look at these gorgeous crystalline structures yeah. that is an embryo that is a blastocyst that becomes a child maybe because then there's this whole other moment where you have the transfer and you know women are sitting in these like beige corridor sized you know waiting rooms just waiting for what like for your body to decide if, if it's if they're gonna be a match it's yeah. these absurd high pressure you know yeah. moments um, that it's i just found so fascinating yes absolutely surreal. yes it is yeah it absolutely is so, so i yeah so all the um all the episodes are just under 45 seconds or around 45 seconds <laughs> yeah. how like what i found absolutely fascinating is that like in the so there have been five episodes so far right in the five episodes that you've done you've absolutely nailed all the kind of emotional weirdness that goes on during these crucial moments of of ivs so you've got like the first injection is one of them um her her Oh, I don't know if I should give it away. Her making an awkward okay. phone call to um, her mother-in-law. <laughs> um, and, you know, how did you choose which moments to chronicle? Oh, golly, there are so many moments. Mm. There are so many moments to come. Mm-hmm. Um, look, it started out, this project um, started in a more traditional format, to be yeah. honest. So um, we started writing it as a series. So. Yeah. Uh, nine by 15 to 20 minute episodes uh-huh. all together uh, you know 135 minute um of content yeah so that's that's somewhat like a feature length film yeah um and then so i was developing those we got a script editor we did like a table read um for some investors um a commissioner uh the table read itself of that version oh, it's kind of funny my producer put like tissue packets out on the table before the read. And I came in, I was like, what are you doing? Like a bit confident, you know, take them away. What if no one cries and then we're all just going to feel like dweebs and let them snot on their sleep. And he's like, no, 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 they're staying there. And, um, by the end, everyone was did need the tissue. Really, so it was like amazing. rustling. Yeah, it was gorgeous. That's we were, so like, great. Oh. were you just like looking out the side of your eyes? Just being like, yeah. She's yeah, got listening to the, the rustle, rustle, like, oh, thank God. I was more like, oh, thank God. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, we we had something that we're like, okay, this is this is the direction we're going. But then um, at the very last minute, you know, the last bit of the finance financial pie fell apart, and uh-huh. which is a very common story, right, to yeah. get so close. And so we had – I'd shot this pilot, a seven-minute pilot mm-hmm. that exists, which is the prelude yeah. to her um, starting her journey. Which is available um, on YouTube at the moment, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we um, – I also shot these three distinct 45-second micro shots that were going to support, you know, the launch of this yeah. this larger series. But people were responding to those micro shots <laughs> – um, in such a profound way that I was like, oh, we've really sort of captured a, a 
a very intense private moment、mm-hmm. that is is resonating for、yeah. people.、Um, and so Dan, the producer, and I were thinking, well. Look, let's just develop a few more of those and start to meet our audience and、mm-hmm. find our tribe online. And so we did, and we have been、um, shooting more through COVID. I'm still writing them.、Um, the beautiful thing about this is that I'm able to adapt、uh, and incorporate some of the feedback and the comments that our viewers are contributing. Like we are able to get to start a、um, sort of quality. Yeah. Engagement or, or conversation, and that's so exciting. So、yeah. when when I say you know I'm picking these forty five second moments, I am spoiled for choice in that I have this larger body of work、uh-huh. that's so developed that, and then also adapting、um, to the feedback and to what works. So it's it's been a kind of luxury, more a process of like well we have. To have this moment, or you know, I've been able to hone these moments from a bigger picture it's really, story. It's a really cool way of doing it. Like, I, because infertility is a series of like of moments. You know, finding out whether you're pregnant or not, finding out whether you've、yeah. ovulated or not. Like all that stuff is just it's a moment in time that then stays with you. Yeah, absolutely, and、uh, yeah, and all of the episodes, I was mindful that I want. These wild oscillations、yeah. in emotional journey between them, because that's also true to the experience. Yeah, you know, you don't get to sit. You might be, you might be excited one day, and then that can just get smashed in the face、yeah. the next. And then you know, you've got to find a way. You're navigating、um, the expectations of everyone around you、yeah. on another day. You know, it's just such a full-bodied, visceral experience. Um, so we got to kind of explore the shape.、Um, I also thought it was interesting、uh, that the experience, the process of, or the experience of infertility, is almost the perfect shape of you, your kind of classic, classic hero journey. Yes. So you know、yeah. you've got like the happy couple. You know maybe a few hidden flaws, cracks that would never show if they weren't you know、yeah. put under this the pressure.、Uh-huh. Um, they're in control of their lives. You know there's the initial unexpected bump. Yeah. The the hard truth of you know a few infertility issues. You know they might reject that notion at first and just be like we'll just bunker down and、uh-huh. do it better. Yeah. You know? Keep trying. Keep trying. Go <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go on with that. Go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Stop trying. Yeah. Oh stop yeah. Trying. Stop trying. Relax. Stop trying. Go on holiday. Yeah. Have a boozy night. All of those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah really, really great. <laughs>、um, so then, infertility being this big catalyst for change, then you have to enter the strange alternative world of IVF and put your hands in science, and then you get the full gamut of challenges、uh-huh. from the doctors, the invasive tests, the physical assault, the financial strain, the relationship upheavals, like all of it, right? And then the cracks start to show, you know, you get tested. It gets harder and harder and harder, until finally there's like that crisis of faith, where, you know, it's either the end of the road, like a choice has to be made. It's、yeah. either time to stop, it's time to to commit to that's the last time, or something breaks. And Uh, you know that's you're entering your your third act where you're completely stripped of any preconceived notion of what life was going to be like, of what having a baby was going to be like,、yeah. and you're at the mercy of of life of whatever it is, 
And you know, whether you stop or you keep going or you, you've, you find something new, you channel that energy into something new, it's a really hard choice to make. And I think that that is something that everyone can relate to yeah, and can resonate with. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned there that you, you, you're weaving some of the comments into the dialogue, which I, I think is really interesting. I mean, have you found, were you surprised by the reaction that it received? I was just really inspired by, um, inspired by the fact that people were commenting, it was moving people, yeah. it, um, that they would engage with us, that people were, were engaging in a dialogue. Um, it's so exciting and inspiring. I, I felt like I knew there was an audience out there, but whether you can, whether you can reach them, find them, and speak to that audience uh-huh. or not is another thing. Like, social media is so saturated with so much content. Absolutely. Um, how do you cut through? How do you find your tribe? And so, it, we kind of had this experience, these two uh, very different experiences. One on TikTok, where it was this very immediate boom of you know a few million hits straight away where we're like oh okay people are watching this and Mm -hmm. and circulating this to instagram where it's a slower build but maybe a very meaningful conversation that's where we can engage with the comments and um so yeah that that's been really inspiring martha it's been so nice to talk to you we've had such a lovely chat um i was just wondering as a final question Mm. can you share What's going to happen next to Charlie? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I have just um, finished writing, um, I think it's 45, one to three minute Wow, coming. So, <laughs> yes, she goes on quite the journey. Okay. It's a five-year, you know, ongoing journey where she explores every option and gets to some pretty unusual moments and points of decision in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt very strongly uh, from the outset that at the end of this journey, we couldn't take her through the ringer and then go, oh, and then just one day it worked. Like oh, she yeah. relaxed. She a went miracle, on baby. And she got like that. Yeah. I was like, I think uh, if I was the audience, I would want to kill me. So <laughs> I was like, no, we can't do that. But we also want to create something that's life affirming and, yeah. you know, positive at the end. If everyone's invested mm-hmm. in this five year journey, you know, you kind of want a happy ish ending. So. We've got a bit of a twist at the end, but I think we've struck that balance and it's a bit of a spoiler if I give it away now. Well, we'll just have to wait and find out. Um, (laughs) How can we find all our eggs? Yes, um, please, please come to Instagram and um, at all our eggs. Uh Uh, If you join us for the ride, there's a bunch of material and short films in there already, but we're posting regularly. I'm currently shooting as best I can during uh-huh. COVID lockdown yeah. <laughs> with Adrian um, Pickering is in Melbourne, which is like Australia's hotspot at the moment. Great. Oh my God. Great. Um, she, yeah, ter- terrific. She has a very talented uh, documentary filmmaker for her husband. <laughs> um, so Chris has been shooting um, so that we've been able to keep shooting while adhering to lockdown. My sound designer um, lives in Argentina, the composer's in Prague, so we're having this very international, wow. you know, uh, production chain, which is possible 
Um, and that's the content that we're making at the moment while I'm writing the next um, iteration of the series. Okay, well, I can't wait to see what happens next. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, look, we read every comment. We value every interaction. So we would love to, um, yeah, we'd love to see some new viewers in our, in our tribe. Now it's time for IVF. The IVF. Um, what a harmony. It's beautiful. <laughs> We're in the wrong job, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we should be a close harmony group we in should. a barbershop quartet. <laughs> um, so today we have asked Professor Tim about disposing of embryos. Or not even disposing of, that's probably not the right word. What do you do with the embryos? Yeah, it's... Um, I've thought about this a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, anyone with, with spare frosties probably has thought about this. Mm. I it's just... Like, it feels like it suddenly becomes an ethical conundrum. Yeah. I think people probably, I don't know, I think I can see myself doing this, probably pay for storage. Keep yeah. putting off the decision. Just pay to keep and pay to keep yeah. and pay to keep, right? And then you kind of have to face up to actually, what yeah. are you going to do with them? Then you're 80 years old. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably um, not good to put those back into your own body <laughs> at that point. Um, so, yeah, what are you supposed to do? What do clinics advise you to do? i tell you who's talked about this really um, quite beautifully is Natalie Silverman. Yes, she has. Yeah. Um, it's from Fertility Poddy or Fertility Podcast. Uh, she's done, I think she did a whole episode on it and she also wrote really quite heartbreaking posts. Mm, yeah. heart, heart-wrenching post. Yeah, because she was struggling with that same decision and what she wanted to do and coming to terms with it. And yeah, so if you do want to know more about this, definitely seek out Natalie's um, content about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a really interesting subject. It is. So what does Professor Tim say? Uh, we'll find out. So when people come through to a clinic for treatment, then you'll be, you'll be asked to sign lots of consent forms for making embryos and importantly, what, um, what to do with those embryos. And obviously the aim is to get some fresh embryos that, and choose the best one or two to transfer into the woman's uterus. You'll be asked whether you want to, to what, and what, you'll be asked what you want to do with any spare embryos that are suitable for freezing, so whether you want to freeze those for later use. In general, that's a very good idea because with modern techniques of um, embryo freezing called vitrification, which pretty much all units now in the UK would be using, with vitrifying embryos, when those embryos then thaw out, they are as good as fresh embryos. The success rates with fresh and frozen are the same. So it's definitely worth freezing spare embryos if you're happy to do that. If embryos aren't good enough for freezing, then you probably would be asked by the IVF centre whether you're happy to donate those embryos to research and there would be there might be some ethically approved research studies maybe looking at different ways of freezing embryos or maybe using the embryos for practicing for embryo biopsy if your centre is doing pre-implantation genetic testing. Um, if you don't want that to happen then um, the embryos would be discarded so they would be exposed to air and then would essentially would be destroyed in that in that way if though you have got embryos frozen then clinics will probably be writing to you on an annual basis asking you what you want to do with your frozen embryos options are going to be to continue keeping them frozen for your use um, or to come in and use them for treatment or to donate them to research as we've just said or to discard the embryos or to donate them to um, another couple. So embryo donation is something which some clinics um, do, some don't do it. 
Um, certainly at Oxford Facility, we have, we're very keen on an embryo donation programme. The Americans actually call it um, embryo adoption, which it really is because recipient couples or who need um, donor, particularly if maybe the couple need donor eggs, sorry, yeah, donor eggs and donor sperm, obviously an easy way of, of doing that is just to use donor embryos because these, these have already been made. Very often they've been made by people who maybe have had success using the embryos and they now want to donate these embryos to another couple. Um, I keep saying couple because there are legal parenthood issues that uh, complicate the situation. So often, it, legally, it's most straightforward for a couple to receive donor embryos that are being donated by a couple. Um, so when donor embryos are, are when embryos are donated, in terms of the recipients, they would need to go through all the usual sort of um, checking, counselling, because any children born from donation will be able to trace the donors when those children are eighteen years old. The people donating the couple, sorry, the people donating the embryos, again, will also need to go through the usual sort of counselling, also genetic testing, infection screening as well, to make sure that it's safe to donate these embryos. Well, guys, that's the end of the penultimate episode of Series 3. Cheers! Oh, God! I know. Uh, we've got some special guests on next week. We sure do. Some special guests with very deep voices. Special guests. Some special like guests. <laughs> um, if you don't know what we're talking about, should we tell them? No. no. I don't think we should Ooh. tell them. You'll have to wait and You'll see. You'll have to check it out next week. It's a good one. Yes. In the meantime, thank you so much to Martha. Thank you to Martha. And please check out her, please check out All Our Eggs. Um, as I said, it's All Our Eggs on Instagram, YouTube and TikTok. Check it out. It's brilliant. Um, thank you to Liz and Nick, as always. Yeah. Thank you to Liz and Nick. Um, and also it's worth saying that, you know, we're going to keep following their journey. So if we can't get anything to you by next week or any kind of news by next mm. week then what we'll do is we will do a special yes that's yeah we're not going to just leave you on a massive cliffhanger no. and let that be that even yeah. though we're finished the series we will do a series of bonus episodes won't yeah we? we'll do bonus episodes um yes uh so thank you to Liz and Nick thank you to Professor Tim yeah big up Professor Tim yes Big up, Professor the Tim. The T-Man. T-Man. Big T. P-T. 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 T-Man. T. <laughs> um, and thank you to Acast for hosting us. And thank you to Emma and her husband, John, for driving to my house today. Oh, right. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're welcome. Have a great week, guys, and see yeah. you next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.